0: Hi, this is Pastor Bob Yandian. We're in the series we started yesterday. We're going to finish it today on the origin of evil. I want you to know that good was here long before evil, and evil is temporary. Good is eternal. God will outlast Satan, and so can you. Let's go to the Word of God and find out about it.
1: For more than 40 years, Bob Yandian has been an expositor of the Bible, making seemingly complicated doctrine easy to understand. Grab your Bible and study the Word of God with Bob Yandian.
0: Hello again, and welcome to Student of the Word with Pastor Bob Yandian. I began a series yesterday on the origin of evil. And really, the origin of evil started with one being that was Lucifer, but spread to where it's all around us in the world system. So we're talking about that. It's pretty hard to separate Satan from the world system. It's easy to separate God from the world system because God is not the God of this world right now, but Satan is the God of this world. And Jesus, when confronted with that, did not contradict Satan at all when he said these kingdoms belong to me, they were given to me. Well, that's true, God gave them to Adam, Adam to essence, turn them over to uh, Satan, but Satan's rule will not last forever, it's gonna come to an end. So we talked about this yesterday, and so I have a series called The World, and you can understand the world even better with this series. What you're gonna find out is that there's two definitions of the world. One is the world system and one is the people in the world. One of them God loves, one of them God hates and told us to do the same thing. What God hates is the world system. It's not gonna change. In fact, it can't be changed. God's gonna have to destroy it and then start all over again. That's gonna happen when Jesus Christ comes back. But in the meantime, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. Well, that's not the world system. That's what he hates, but he loves the people in the world. In fact, it's amplified there, for God so loved the world that whosoever believes in him, whosoever is a person. And so God is wanting the people in the world to be taken out and put into a different system. And that's called the family of God or the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the day we're living in. So it comes back to this. Uh, You're wrong if you think God is running the world. He's not running the United States from the state capitals, from Washington, D.C. He's not running the world through Europe. No, God does not run the world. Satan does, but there are limitations put on him. God allows things to go on, but whenever these limitations start to come and Satan is about to destroy the entire world, or you know, upset the entire system to where there is no world left, then God will stop and intervene. And he'll come in and intervene. And there's, that's why he sends revivals at times. The nations of the world are headed in such a bad direction that God will send revival. And revival is what holds it back for a time. Even revival won't change the entire world. Only Jesus Christ can do that. But in times of revival, we see great holding back and setting back. Again, I've said it. But the church is not here to stop the world. We are the mud they have to swim through to get anything done. We slow them down. And what Satan really wanted to accomplish centuries ago is just now starting to come to pass where we're seeing all the governments of this world converging together. And that tells us we're in the end times, close to the end times at least. And, and the rapture of the church will actually, once we're gone, will kick off the time period of the tribulation. And then uh, again, after the tribulation, Jesus will come back to rule the entire planet. On that day, the kingdoms of this world, notice they're still called the kingdoms of this world. On that day, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. And then he, Christ, shall reign forever and forever. So again, God doesn't run the world, Satan does, but Satan runs world governments, Ephesians chapter six and verse 12, and amplified many times throughout the word of God, especially even in the Old Testament. There will not be a righteous ruling on the earth until Jesus comes to set up his kingdom. If the United Nations could bring peace on this earth, Jesus would never come back. If man, even Christians could bring peace on this earth, Jesus would never come back. Only Jesus, the Prince of Peace, can bring eternal peace as well as individual peace. Right now, as the Prince of Peace, he brings peace to us. The Bible says in chapter five of Romans, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So individual peace exists in a world of chaos around us. And whether our nation is at peace temporarily or in the midst of war temporarily, we can have peace in the midst of all of that. What God brings to you, first of all, is an individual peace of the heart. So even living in hellish situations, you can walk in peace. But one day, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, will bring peace to the entire earth, and that cannot occur until he kicks Satan off this planet. All sinners are removed, all religion is removed, and even the curse that was placed on the earth at the time of Adam will be removed at the coming of Jesus to rule the earth, and then the Old Testament tells us on that day when the king comes to rule on the earth, that even the trees will clap their hands, the oceans will clap their hands, or as it says in chapter 8 of Romans, that the, that the creation around us will break forth into the same glorious liberty as the children of God. So we can't change or stop the world. Again, we block it. The church does not change, but affects the world. The world cannot be changed; it can only be destroyed, and we can't destroy it. But Jesus will, and then He'll start all over again on the uh, for the time period of the millennial reign of Jesus Christ. Then after that as the earth is renovated and we have a new heaven and a new earth. We've already pointed it out yesterday. Sin began in the heart of Lucifer, not with his actions. It started in his heart and then later it affected his actions. It says in you was iniquity found in you, but then he began to act on that. So Satan, not God, is the author of evil and the author of sin in this earth. Lucifer was created perfect. Lucifer authored iniquity. God created the earth perfect. Satan introduced the curse through the fall of Adam. God created man perfect until Satan introduced the curse of sin and sickness and poverty and evil into this earth. Adam was put here in place of Lucifer, and Adam had the chance to actually subdue Satan because God said, all this creation around you, subdue it. Put it under your feet, and that included Lucifer himself. But Adam sinned and fell for Lucifer and fell for Satan's temptation, he and Eve, and then they threw all the kingdoms of this world into chaos because that was the open door for Satan to become the ruler of this earth. So the home of Satan and demons today is the earth. Not and also the first heaven around the earth. And that's why in Ephesians, he's called the prince of the power. He's the prince of the power. The power is the demons, but notice where their habitation is. He's the prince of the power of the air. That is the atmosphere surrounding the earth. Satan's domain is this earth and the atmosphere around it. But one day, Jesus is gonna come back and renovate the earth. And that way, on that day, when he does that and starts the new heaven and the new earth, then that renovation will take place and Satan will be bound forever in the lake of fire. So Satan has never been to hell, but will one day be there. Let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 14. This is talking about the day when the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God and then the kings of this earth will be cast into hell and then eventually the lake of fire. All that is yet to come. And God prophesies of that day. Isaiah chapter 14, take a look with me at verses 9 through 11. Hell from beneath is excited about you. This is Satan to meet you at your coming. I'm telling you again, Satan has never been to hell. The demons... I haven't been to hell yet. They roam the earth. The, the habitation of Satan and all the demons is the earth arrest. The uh, the, uh, f- the outside of the earth here, the, the surface of the earth, and then the heavens around it. And again, he's the prince and power of the air. So hell from beneath is excited about you to meet you at your coming. It stirs up the dead for you, all the chief ones of the earth, It has raised up their thrones to all the kings of the nations. They all shall speak and say of you, have you also become as weak as we are? Have you become like one of us? Your pomp is brought down to Sheol and the sound of your stringed instruments. The maggot is spread under you and worms cover you. There's going to come a day when Satan will be there. And that's when the Bible tells us he will be shown to all the nations. You know what the nations are going to say? This is the guy. This is the one that deceived us. We thought he was so powerful. We thought he was huge. Much like when the children of Israel sent those spies in and they said, there's giants there, they're huge. They didn't know this, the giants were afraid of them. Underneath all of this, Satan is afraid of the church. He's afraid of you. Why are you afraid of Satan? It ought to be said of you, like that was said by Rahab, what took you guys so long? They said, well, we were afraid of you. She said, are you kidding? We were afraid of you. Our giants, our knees were knocking together whenever God split the Red Sea. We knew this was coming. And when God split the Red Sea at the cross, And the blood of Jesus Christ became the element. Then Satan became afraid. He's been running in fear ever since, but his greatest weapon is deception. And you think he's big. You think he's great. This verse says, one day, even all those leaders of nations that are down there in hell right now, you see him coming. And they say, oh, you're the one that raised us up. You're the one that promised us all these things. And they'll all speak and say, have you become also as weak as we are? Have you become like us? Your pomp is brought down to hell, and the sound of your stringed instruments, the maggot is spread unto you, and the worms cover you. Let's talk about the fall of Lucifer. Exactly how did it happen? Isaiah answers that question for us and we'll take a look at it here and into after the break, when we come back from the break, we'll continue on this subject. But Isaiah chapter 14 says in verse 12 through 15, and it asks the question we always ask too, how are you fallen from heaven? And so we're gonna analyze this. And so the question that was being asked by God to Isaiah. And Isaiah's question was the same thing. How are you fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? We find out something. The word son means offspring and says Lucifer was the offspring of the morning. Well, the morning is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ created all angels. This is told us in Hebrews chapter one, that angels are created beings made by the Lord Jesus Christ to be his messengers. And that's exactly what Lucifer was made for. Lucifer ruled over the earth. He was the offspring of the morning and he was again sent to be the herald of the Lord Jesus Christ. It says, how are you cut down to the ground when you weakened the nations? When he fell, the nations fell under his control. He then became the God of this world. And so he's weakened the nations. Verse 13, for you have said in your heart, here's where sin started. Not in the actions of Lucifer, in the heart of Lucifer. The thought came to him in his heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths of the pit. What we just read back there in that other verse in Isaiah, whenever Satan comes and finally falls. In other words, the whole panorama of what's happening right now. You've said this in your heart. That's where sin began. Now you've decided to do all these other things, but here's what your future is gonna be. He says, you're gonna take over the nations of this world But what's gonna happen to you eventually is you'll be brought down to Sheol to the lowest pits of the the depth. And what he said there was, you're gonna join all these other leaders of other nations that you've corrupted and they're gonna see you coming. And then they're gonna see exactly who you are. The one they worship, they're gonna find out was just a fallen being. You know, there was a friend of mine that was on a plane one day and uh, a minister and this lady sitting beside you and she was a witch and told him she was a witch. And she told him all the power that she had following Satan. She told him that she said, Satan is my leader. I've given myself to him and he's all powerful. She went through all this whole thing. And anyway, and uh, she talked about the day whenever he turned against God and all these other things. And she talked about how powerful he was. He said, no, no, no. He said, listen to this. He said, you think your God is powerful? My God made your God. Boy, she shut up real quick because that's exactly the truth. Our God made him and the creation is never greater than the creator. And God who created him has told him, here's what's gonna happen to you. Because if I created you, I control your future. And because you rebelled against me, I have a plan for you. I'll see you right after the break and I want you to have a copy of this particular series on the world. You'll be blessed by it. See you right after halftime.
1: The Bible says we are in the world but not of the world. But what is God's attitude toward the world? Should we pray for the world to change? As Christians, our job is not to save the world. Our job is to win souls, to transfer people out of the world and into the church. In this series titled, The World, Bob Yandian defines what the world system is and what the role of the church is today. The World Series, is available for $25 plus shipping and handling. To order, visit our website at bobyandian.com. A new book just came in. I've been waiting on
0: this book, Theology Simplified. This is a class I teach at Karis Bible College, and I've been waiting to put this into a book. It's eight different theological terms that sound difficult but actually are very simple. I just simply think the Bible sometimes is filled with complicated sounding words, but you break it down, it becomes very simple. This book is called Theology Simplified. Let me tell you what all that covers. It covers predestination. It covers reconciliation and sanctification. It covers glorification, justification, redemption, propitiation, and election are all covered in this book. And again, big words with simple meanings. I bring it down to you. Go to my website, bobtheandian.com. You'll find how you can have a copy for yourself.
1: Blessings
0: upon blessings to you.
1: Bob Yandian Ministries is training up a new generation in the Word of God. Because of your generosity and faithfulness, this teaching ministry is able to change countless lives. You will never know until you get to heaven how many people received Jesus, were filled with the Holy Spirit, healed, or found God's will for their life through your support and prayers. If you would like to become a partner with Bob Yandian, visit our website at bobyandian.com and click on partnership.
0: Man's idea of the fall of Lucifer is this, in poems, in plays, in movies, in dramas, they have Lucifer in heaven sinning against God and then being thrown out. No, Satan was on the earth. He rose into heaven trying to overthrow God, but Satan was on the earth. In fact, he lived in Eden. We're told this in the Old Testament that Eden, the garden of God was where he was. Eden has always been the central location on this earth where God takes his highest created being, puts him here and to rule over this earth as far as God is concerned, out of this entire universe next to heaven, earth is the most important aspect. And so Lucifer was there and Lucifer decided he would overthrow God. He was in Eden, the garden of God, and the Bible says every precious stone was his covering. He was in Eden when he sinned. He was thrown out of heaven after he ascended into heaven trying to take over. And then Satan was thrown back to the earth after trying to overthrow God. Sin began on earth in the heart of a created being. Earth is the stage on which the entire drama of sin, redemption and cleansing takes place. The sin of Satan changed the whole course of creation. At his fall, there was suddenly two wills in the universe. Until that time, all the will of angels was under one will and that was God himself. Now, angels had to make a choice between two wills. Never had that ever happened before. Satan has been limited to earth with only temporary access to the throne of God where he accuses believers who sin. This is found in the New Testament in Romans chapter eight. Also, his rule on earth is only temporary. It will be terminated after the tribulation as Jesus returns to set up his kingdom. Satan is the ruler, the God, small g, and prince of this world and of the lower heaven but God is called the possessor of heaven and earth. I like to think of it this way. Satan is on this earth. God gave Adam a lease on this earth and he subleased it to the devil. Satan is now, the uh, leaser of this earth, but God's the owner of it. It's kind of like when you rent an apartment, you have that apartment, but God, but someone else owns the entire building. God owns the universe and God is the owner of the earth, but Satan is subleasing this planet away from uh, uh, Adam who was placed here and it was given to him by God. Although Satan has a temporary lease on earth, God is the owner. I'll say it again, the owner of heaven and earth. God will claim it back at the second coming of Jesus Christ. And again, as I said, on that day, the kingdoms of this earth will become the kingdoms of our God. The owner will claim it back and Satan will not have another lease given to him. He cannot lease it again. And of his Christ and he shall reign, Jesus Christ shall reign forever and forever. This is Revelation chapter 11 and verse 15 heaven and earth were always designed by God to work together. Presently and temporarily, they do not. Lucifer ruled earth to worship God, though man and angels were here and placed under him. And so Lucifer ruled the earth to worship God, but he did it through men and angels until the day he decided, I'm going to take over God's position. Satan's lusts have always been personal. Everything you said, remember the things he said, I will ascend into heaven. I will be like the most high God. I will sit in the sides of the north and everything about him has turned from God and, and, and attributes of God to the highest position. Now Lucifer sees himself and since that time has constantly been in conflict with God trying to take over the throne of God. Sin occurred on earth. Sin was found in the heart of one being on earth. And then God came and literally raised up later on Eden all over again and placed Adam there this time as the second opportunity for this thing to change. And sadly enough, Lucifer, Satan was already on this planet in the garden. He was already Satan and tempted Adam and Eve and they fell for it the first time. But all the wonderful plan of God in chapter three of Genesis, the Lord spoke to them and said, no, here's what's gonna happen. He said, I'm gonna send the seed of the woman announced that he was going to come through the virgin birth and said, and he's going to come. He wasn't called the second Adam. He was called the last Adam. This was God's last chance. He had no more after Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ came and where Adam fell for the first time. I mean, the first thing that was offered him, he fell for it. Jesus Christ was offered it throughout his entire life, tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. And so heaven and earth have worked together, Old and New Testament, but right now, temporarily earth is not working along with God, but will when Jesus Christ comes back. And so God's plan, heaven and earth work together, uh, that my sins may be forgiven on earth. He said, uh, that's where sin takes place and sins can be forgiven on earth. He says, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Whatever you pray for on this earth, if two shall agree on earth as touching anything, it shall be done through my Father, which is in heaven. Heaven and earth have always worked together. Right now, there's a break between the two, but once Satan is gone, it will work together again. In fact, throughout eternity, heaven will come and rest over the the planet earth and the two will work together forever and forever. Heaven will be called the new Jerusalem and sit right over the Jerusalem on this earth and together they will work together. So, Lucifer ruled earth to worship God through men and angels. Heaven and earth have always worked together through his people, the redeemed of Israel and the church today. Your will is done on earth as it is in heaven, that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. If two shall agree on earth as touching anything, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. And when the earth is renovated and the curse is removed, Jesus will rule from Jerusalem. Heaven will one day rest over eternally the planet earth. Here again, I'm emphasizing the fact that God has always had these two work together, but Satan has interrupted that plan. And Satan's ultimate desire was to take over God's position in heaven. And it's still his desire today. And I'm here to tell you, no matter what the Bible says, satan thinks he can change it no matter what he knows is planned for in bible prophecy he thinks he can overturn it and even though he knows one day jesus christ has promised to sit on this earth he's going to try to overthrow it, he never will quit even after a thousand years of the millennial reign of jesus christ he's still going to rise up one more time and try to overthrow god simply showing again satan never will change But also what's interesting is even under perfect environment, men are still going to rebel against God. So there were five I wills in this passage that Lucifer said of himself about overthrowing God. Satan wanted to rule the universe and then get the credit for it. Sin in the universe came from Satan. It began in a created being and sin among men came from Adam's transgression. When tempted through Eve from Satan, man fell for it. So the sin of man is not the sin of Satan. The sin of man was rebellion against God as Satan's was, yet sin originated in Satan and then passed on to men. Angels choose for God or Satan once and for all. People choose for God or Satan, but can change for God any day of their life until the day they die. Oh, the grace that's been given to man. When God gave angels the choice, he said, this is it. If you decide to go, you can never come back. If you decide to stay, you can never go. And on that day, they made their eternal decision. But we are here in this lifetime. And as long as we are here, we can say no to Jesus, no to Jesus, no to Jesus. And five seconds before we die, accept Him as Lord and Savior. Oh, the incredible grace of God. Oh. The thief on the cross was such a great example of this. A man that had been in sin all of his life, caught up in crime all of his life and on the cross saw Jesus for who he was without getting off the cross and walking down an aisle, without being water baptized, without joining a church, without giving a tithe. He simply said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, today you'll be with me in paradise. Oh, the grace of God. Both sins sins came from a decision from free will. That was Lucifer's sin and Adam's sin. God redeemed the sin of man and will forgive it, but he will never forgive the sin of Satan. Satan will never repent. And on top of that, God will never forgive him. So where do we as believers stand today? Well, first of all, Jesus won the battle at the cross and will take the spoils. He'll take the nations of the world at his second coming. What happened when Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father? Psalm 110, verse one, the Lord, God, the Father said to my Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. I like to think of it this way. Jesus in the book of Revelation is called the Alpha and the Omega. We're everything in between. What Alpha did, we cannot do. And what Omega is going to do, we cannot do. So the work of redemption, coming to this earth, being born of a virgin, uh, growing up uh, as the the God-man and going to the cross and dying for us, being crucified, dead for three days, three nights, resurrected, ascending into heaven, sitting at the right hand of the Father. That was Jesus. We couldn't do that. We can't redeem mankind. We could never come to this earth as God in the flesh. No, and we're not born of a virgin. That's true. So Alpha was totally Jesus Christ. In the meantime, he works with us. In fact, when he was gone, it says in the book of Mark that the Lord worked with them, confirming the word with signs following. The Lord worked with them, confirming the word with signs following. Now what's happened? He's still working with the church, but one day, Jesus Christ is gonna stand back up. When's he gonna stand back up? Sit at my right hand until... I make your enemies your footstool. When Jesus Christ stands up, he's omega. He sat down as alpha. He's going to stand up as omega. And when he stands up, he's going to simply say, stand back, this is totally me. And he's going to come back to this earth. After raising the church up off the earth at the the rapture, he's going to come back seven years later. And boy, is he going to kick butt on that day. It's gonna be incredible. He's gonna come against Satan, Antichrist, the nations coming against him. And with the open mouth, he's gonna open up his mouth and out will come a sharp two-edged sword of the word of God. And he's going to destroy the nations coming against Israel. He's gonna come back riding on a white horse. All the church will be coming back with him, thousands, 10,000s of saints on white horses coming back with him. And we're gonna see what's gonna happen on that day. In the meantime, again, The United States, other nations around the world, we have a Christian influence in the world around us, but we're not going to change the world. Only Jesus will do that. He's going to change it by destroying it and the entire world system. And on that day, we're going to begin see heaven and earth begin to work together again, and they will work together for all of eternity. So with everything around us, what are we simply saying in these verses of scripture? It's wonderful to know that the kingdoms of all men of this world will one day become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. As long as we are here, we have authority. We're to pray for the individual leaders around us, as Timothy says, to be saved, and the next of all come to the full knowledge of the truth, that's discipleship. We are to pray over them the Great Commission. What's the Great Commission? Go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of them. What are we supposed to pray for? For the leaders of our nation? Lord, I pray for them that they'll be saved, and next of all come to the full knowledge of the truth, become disciples. In the meantime, what are we supposed to do? Oh, we're supposed to vote for, support, back the best candidates, even run for office yourself. But understand this, you're not Jesus, you're not Alpha, and you're not Omega. You're operating in between, but one day Omega's gonna stand back up and you're gonna stand back and say, Lord, I helped you with good decisions and by helping with the government, but Father, right now, I'm not Jesus. I'm gonna stand back and watch Jesus in this time period. That's who's coming back. And on that day, Satan will be removed from the earth forever. All glory goes to God. Thanks for listening. Be sure to get a copy of my series on the world.
1: You can order resources, become a partner, or browse free articles and podcasts. You can also join our mailing list and receive weekly devotions and the latest ministry updates. Visit bobyandian.com. To contact us by mail, use the address on your screen. Thank you for watching today's broadcast.